It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast, Reds baseball. Well, it's here today. Billy Hamilton's hitting leadoff and people are losing their minds and we'll discuss that. I'm James Erpine. You can follow me on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe on iTunes. Also check out LockedOnReds.com. Looking to add writers there. So please check that out if you're interested in writing about the Reds. Email me, James Erpine at ESPN1530. Dot com. A lot to get to today. Dick Williams, we've had a packed first week of shows. Think about this. Like, if you were thinking about a podcast and you're starting a Reds podcast, who would you want to hear from? Because so far we've heard from former MVP Barry Larkin, who could be the next manager, the current manager, uh, their, their former MVP, who's the reigning Reds MVP, six-time Reds MVP, was second in MVP voting last year in Joey Votto. So their best player, their most popular coach, their manager. Yesterday you heard from Billy Hamilton. You heard from an MLB network analyst and Cliff Floyd, who played in the league for a long, long time, on Billy Hamilton. Today, what we're going to give you is the other part of it. Reds general manager Dick Williams. So you're going to hear from Dick Williams coming up in just a few minutes. Um, five things he talked about that I thought were interesting, and uh, we'll get to those on today's podcast. Look, don't lose your mind. It is spring training, right? Spring training, and I understand that Reds fans are a little worried or, or instantly there's a red flag that comes up. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And by the time you hear this, odds are they'll be into their first day. Um, the, the first Cactus League matchup against the Indians starts at 3 o'clock this afternoon. It's about one thirty now Eastern time as I record this. And Sal Romano's getting the start. And it's, it's Sal Romano obviously competing. He's competing against Robert Stevenson and Michael Lorenzen and, and Tyler Malley. It, it, basically for a spot in the rotation. There's probably one spot up for grabs. Because they got Luis Castillo and Homer Bailey. You know, they they got... Brandon Finnegan, who's going to start for him. So at least they look at it that way. And to me, I'm not going to freak out about spring training lineups. In my mind, I look at spring training as preseason. I, spring training to me is exactly when I want to see if Billy Hamilton's leading off. 
see what he can do if his offseason work did improve, if he does look different, if what they told him to work on in his exit meeting in 2017, if he did do that. Like, this is about experimenting. We always talk about how we want to see managers and coaches experiment. I want the Reds to experiment. Start Hamilton leading off today. Tomorrow, I, I want him ninth. The next day, I want him off, and I want to see Winker. There's plenty of ways they can do this in these games to figure out, again, it's practice. It's all, all this is. All spring training is, is practice. Some players have to perform in practice to show they deserve a, a spot in the rotation, deserve a spot on the big league club, but that's what this is. So I want Brian Price to do everything in his mind. Like, if he's sitting up at night thinking of, oh, should I try this? Hell yeah, you should. Yep, you should. Because it's spring training. I want you to try it. Oh, well, I wonder how that player would be at. Do it. Try it. Try it. That's why the idea of Nick Senzel practicing at shortstop, playing some at shortstop this spring training, I like the idea of it. Doug Gray will be on this podcast, RedsMinorLeagues.com, on Tuesday. And I love the idea of them trying new things and looking at different things. And that's how they're going to have to be. When you have youngsters... You need an open mind. For my Bengals fans, you, Marvin Lewis gets ripped. How many times has he gotten ripped throughout his 15-plus years with the Bengals for not being open-minded to the young players? The Reds have no choice here. Brian Price has no choice. He needs these young guys to fill a role. Now, that might be a starter role. That might be a bullpen role. That might be middle of the infield. That. Who knows? That might be being in AAA and waiting for an injury to the rotation, and then you can come up and help the team. It might be any of those roles and then some. But that's what you're looking at when you're talking about the Reds. And speaking of pitching, Reds general manager Dick Williams was on MLB Network's High Heat. And here's Dick Williams, the Reds general manager, on the starters and the bullpen and why they didn't really add much to the starting rotation this offseason. Plenty of room for improvement on the pitching side, but we didn't go out and do any major changes because we think we have the ability to improve from within. We cannot put the bullpen in the position we did last year and ask him to pitch that many innings. We've, we've got to give him better starts, and we had a lot of guys uh, in the training room last year, and we need those guys on the field. We expect Homer. Um, he's had a healthy offseason. We expect him to go into the season ready to go. DeSclafani, Finnegan both missed basically all of last year, um, and they've been in camp and they're healthy. That'd be a big lift. And then the guys that came up from the minors last year, Louis Castillo, Sal Romano, Robert Stevenson, Tyler Malley, those are guys we're really excited about seeing them step up into a rotation uh, spot. So we think we're going to be deep there, but there's some unknowns. We've got to get more out of the starting pitching, and if we do that, bullpen will be fine. I brought in two veterans, uh, David Hernandez and Jared Hughes, uh, to supplement our efforts there. Um, but we we got to get good good starts. He's spot on. That's Dick Williams. And yes, look, I like Hughes. I, I like that they added some veterans in that bullpen to help out. Absolutely. You get some proven arms in there that can give you a boost. But ultimately, what's the name of the game? If the Reds are going to get to where they need to, especially with a contract like Homer Bailey's already in the, among the starting pitchers, they need to figure out what these young guys are so they can cut bait, move them to what, what, where they fit, whether it's starting rotation, if they can cut their teeth there, whether it's bullpen, or whether they're not good enough for the big leagues. And so Anthony DiScafani, Brandon Finnegan, obviously Homer Bailey, can he stay healthy? Luis Castillo, can he build on last year? Robert Stevenson, is he the fifth starter? Sal Romano, who's starting today. 
Those are the guys. And obviously there's some other ones that I mentioned already. Tyler Malley. I, I like the idea of Amir Garrett at some point maybe getting a shot. They have the pitchers, at least quantity. They need to figure out who's quality and who's not. They need to figure out if Homer Bailey is done. Because this is the first healthy offseason for Bailey in a while. He's healthy entering spring training. Can he stay healthy? He had a healthy year last year when he came back. Wasn't great, but now maybe he'll get healthy again. Homer Bailey, there was a reason. If you look at Homer Bailey's stats when he signed that contract extension the season before, in 2013, his stats, and compare them to you Darvish's of last season, they're spot on. They're almost identical. Homer Bailey was 27, you Darvish I think is 25, but a lot of the stats, ERA, strikeouts, about the same. Homer Bailey since then has been riddled by injury, obviously, disappointing on the contract, but if they can get him, imagine if he could be their guy, if he could be the guy they paid him to be, because now he is healthy. And we've seen that from athletes. Maybe he is good, and he's just been injured. It's not his fault necessarily. So he's had a healthy offseason. Maybe that happens. Can Brandon Finnegan return from injury? He looked promising. Came over in the Johnny Cueto deal last year. Ten innings, maybe? I think it was ten innings. Didn't play much. Discofani, Castillo, Stevenson, obviously Romano. It'll be interesting, but they have the arms. I get why they didn't add. And then the bullpen, yes, yeah, strengthen the bullpen, but know that the starting pitching is what, honestly, the starting pitcher pitching is what hampered the Reds' bullpen early last year the bullpen was great and then they got worn down and then you could tell that they needed some depth they didn't have it and that was it but the good news is and we're not talking about a Bronson Arroyo like like the the veteran of that group is Homer Bailey so it's good you talk about the young players here's their young shot the, the young guys shot this year to show what they can do I'm James Erpine this is the Locked on Reds podcast let's hear more from Dick Williams. Here's Dick Williams on let's switch gears, let's look at the offense. Because last year they scored more runs than they did in 2013 as a team when they won 90 games. They scored more runs. My guy Mo Egger told me that, a guy who will be on this podcast at some point as well. And uh, here's Dick Williams on the Reds' offense on the hitting, and I think there's some concerns, but Dick doesn't seem as concerned with the Reds at the plate. I think we'll hit the ball. I think we'll catch the ball. You know, you go around the diamond, and you got to feel really good about the the guys we're running out there. A lot of fans, the you know, familiar faces to Reds fans. Um, no major changes on that side of the ball, um, but guys that had really good years last year, and and a few young ones that are just getting better. And my concern here with with the lineup is the middle infield. Can Scooter Jeanette be the Scooter Jeanette that he was last year every day? Can Jose Peraza look more like what flashed in 2016 versus what we saw last year? Can he play shortstop close to what Zach Cozart brought defensively? Those are all concerns. Yesterday you heard me. Zach Cozart was 385 on base percentage last year. I would love for Jose Peraza to get on base 35% of the time and hit 280. (laughs) So it'll be interesting to see how this middle infield does. Jesse Winker, another one. How does Jesse Winker do? How do they use the four outfielders? How do they rotate them? Talked about Billy Hamilton a lot yesterday. Don't need to do it as much today, but that's that'll be an interesting dynamic, how they rotate the four outfielders. I think you go with the hot hand for the most part. 
Winker can probably play center. I would consider him. I would certainly try him here and uh, there in spring training. Billy Hamilton obviously can play center. And then Duvall and Shebler, they, they could play right where they are in the corners. So the Reds have the depth. They need to figure out what they have. And that's that's part of it, man. I have a feeling, and especially this is a daily podcast, so there's going to be some highs this year. There are going to be some low lows. There's going to be some in the middle. But I think with all these young guys, young pitchers, young players that are going to be playing big roles, I think it's going to be a roller coaster, good and bad. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. Make sure you check us out on iTunes, LockedOnReds.com. Every podcast is posted there as well as we get things up. This is our first week. If you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Give us a review on iTunes, and uh, that way it gets the word out. Look, there aren't many, if any, daily Reds podcasts. So you'll get your Reds fixed throughout the, the year, every single day, Monday through Friday, reaction to the games. You'll get insiders. I'm going to have weekly guests from Doug Gray of RedsMinorLeagues.com to give us an update on what's going on in the minors, to Chad Dotson of Cincinnati Magazine and RedLakeNation.com, and others. So I'm working on that, getting everything to go for the season. I do know Doug will be on this podcast Tuesday of next week. So stay tuned for that, and uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. This is Uh, We still got to hear way more from Dick Williams, but I just wanted to take a break to thank you for chiming in. And uh, without further ado, oh, by the way, follow on Twitter at LockedOnReds. You guys have been great. You guys have been great on Twitter so far. I'm on Twitter as well, at James Rapine. Here's Dick Williams. And again, these are from MLB Network's High Heat. One guy who's a veteran that's kind of like the, the Homer Bailey. He got a big contract, and since then he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Devin Mesoraco. Here's Dick Williams on Devin Mesoraco's role and what he expects for Devin this season. Well, you know, Devin's um, been the, the forgotten hero. He was our all-star catcher a few years ago. We drafted and developed him. And Tucker, who also was drafted and developed in our system, went out and won a gold glove last year while Devin was hurt. So, uh, you know, Tucker's really stepped up for us, and he's expanded his role. you got to have two catchers in this game for 162-game uh, season. You're going to use them both a lot. And I'm looking for Devin to rebound nicely. I would love for that to happen. <laughs> I, I I would. I would love for that to happen. Devin Mezzarocco, who can blame them for doing what they did with him, signing him to a contract extension? I mean, Devin Mezzarocco is going to be a big part of this organization moving forward. That's what he was. And they gave him that deal. And just looking at it, I, I think there's a potential out. Let's take a look here. Yeah, they can get out of his deal after this year, $13 million base salary. But, yeah, he's going to be a free agent next year. He'll be 30 years old. So for Devin's sake, you really want to be able to get him get him healthy, and he needs to get healthy to make the money that he wants to make. Now, he he signed a four-year, $28 million deal. But uh, it's one of those things, man. You're talking about a guy who was an all-star, a guy who you thought would be able to hit the cover off the ball. And since then, injury after injury after injury. I mean, he was a first-round pick of the Reds back in 2007. And so hopefully for Devin, especially going into free agency, he can find a way to stay healthy. He can find a way to be productive this season and uh, that way. Because he's probably not in the Reds' plans moving forward after this year. But that way he can get paid and uh, the Reds can move on, get production with him this season and uh, keep Tucker Barnhart for the long haul. Speaking of long hauls, Joey Votto, 
in for the long haul. Episode one of Locked on Reds, you heard from Joey Votto. He's tired of the rebuild. He's tired of this. He wants to win now. Here's Dick Williams on Joey Votto's season last year and his comments about wanting to win and, and being tired of the rebuild. Yeah, is it too late to demand a recount on that MVP vote? Because I'm still convinced somebody somebody must have messed something up. That guy had a great season last year. He deserved the recognition he got. Maybe with a little more team success, we could have pushed him over the edge. But I think the fact that he did it you know, under the circumstances that he did it um, you know, gives him even – gives him even more credit for for the season that he had but he comes in here with a great attitude every year and I love it that he came in and said hey we you know we want to get better now we want to get better soon and he is kind of challenging us as an organization because he's saying you know I'm going to do my part to get better and if Joey can find something to improve on then I know everybody else in that clubhouse and us up in the front office we can all find things to improve on this year so I think we're in for a good year if Joey's going to lead the way and that's why I love those Joey Votto comments He's the like when you're the best, you can say that stuff. You know, Devin Mezzarocco, Homer Bailey, some of these young guys can't do that. But Joey Votto's like, man, I bust my ass every single day, every single off season, every single at bat from September at bats that don't matter to April at bats when everyone's paying attention to August at bats to the field, which he's improved in tremendously. I bet you his base running improves. This guy is a workhorse. I, I compared him to Tom Brady the other day on the original podcast, the, the the debut podcast, should I say. And I believe it because that's how he is. That's the work ethic. And the fact that he came out and said that, I'm glad. And I'm glad Dick Williams took it the way he did. Not offended. Understands. He understands. It didn't. Have, there was no war of words or anything like that. It, Dick Williams was like, yeah, he's right. We need to get it straightened out. We need to figure it out. And hopefully this year is the year. I, I call it the... The set-the-table year. You're going to have me say that, hear me say that a lot on this podcast. I think the Reds this year, it's to set the table for a 2018-2019 offseason where they can add to this roster in free agency, add to their weaknesses via trade, add to it to potentially make a run in 2019. A run at what? A playoff spot. That's where you start. At contending for the playoffs. I don't think it will be this year, but I think they need to figure out what can be used for that run next season. Again, a set-the-table year. That's what I think this is. I hope to God it is, because otherwise we could be in for a long rebuild if it doesn't work out well, which to me would be 75 wins, you feel good, you add to the team, and in 2019, at this time, you feel like you have a really good shot to win 85-plus games and get a wild-card spot in the National League. Speaking of the National League, the Reds are one of the toughest divisions, the National League Central. Here's Dick Williams on how the Reds stack up in the division. I think those guys should be here in footsteps. You know, we, we talked about the lineup. We talked about the defense. The pitching is a question mark, but it, there's a lot of good question marks, a lot of guys with ability. And if and if a bunch of them break through this year, we think they will. We're going to be in a good position. I think we'll be investing in team payroll um, and making additions over the next couple of years. We've had two really good drafts, and those guys are coming fast. The Nick Senzels, you know, Hunter Greens, these are impact players um, at, the, at the lower levels that are that are coming. I think the next few years we're going to be right back in the mix of uh, middle of the uh, pack, you know, in the mix of things in, in the Nano Central. That's Dick Williams. He was on MLB Network's High Heat, Reds general manager. Um, yeah, I hope he stammered there a little bit. That doesn't give me confidence. But in all seriousness, 
this team, this organization, this needs to be that set the table year. Can you imagine? I'm just let's go worst case, right? They win 68 games again. Joey Votto gets dinged up, so now he's a question mark. Homer Bailey doesn't pan out, still under contract. Brandon Finnegan isn't the guy that you thought he could potentially be. Robert Stevenson still has question marks. Luis Castillo downgrades. Anthony DiScafani isn't your answer at, at start. All of a sudden, Jose Peraza can't man shortstop. Scooter Jeanette takes a step back and is what he was before last year, which was a breakout season. And Billy Hamilton is the same guy. Jesse Winker doesn't improve, doesn't sh- build on the promise that he saw and showed last year. That would be the worry. That would be like the ultimate worst case scenario, right? And let's say most of that stuff happened, which is it's realistic. It could potentially happen. It's not it's not crazy to think. Then we're talking about another rebuild. <laughs> like this one isn't finished and then you'd be talking about unloading players. You might be talking about trading Joey. And I'm dead serious about that. And Joey might look at it that way like I'm not going through another one of these. I'm not doing this again. So you really need some of these players from Castillo and Stevenson and Discafani and Finnegan to Peraza, Jeanette even, Suarez, Winker. You need them to pan out. You do. You need them to show potential. You need them to do more than show potential but be productive in 2018 to set the table for what, let's be honest, man, for what needs to be a great 2019, a playoff returning 2019 season. I would love for it to be this year. Maybe they shock us. Maybe they shock us. I'm not going to completely rule it out. Maybe they do. They just come out there, ball their asses off, and uh, win 80 games. That would be amazing. I would take that right now. You give me 77 wins right now, I would take it. Because that means that a lot of why they won is probably because their young starting pitching plays well. Homer Bailey stays healthy. Votto plays at the level he did last year. Billy Hamilton might play a little better, or Winker figures it out and uh, has a really, really good campaign for the Reds. So it'll certainly be interesting. Make sure you check out all of the Locked on Reds podcast. This is episode four. If you've missed any of them, you can check them out, LockedOnReds.com, iTunes. Also, I'll tweet out a link at LockedOnReds and at James Erpine because we're on Megaphone as well. Working to get on the other platforms, it just takes a little bit of time. But iTunes, we got you. Megaphone, we got you. The website, we got it there as well, LockedOnReds.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. We will be back at it on Monday. Until then, I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.